0: What's up fam? it's coach Want to officially welcome you all out to another live q a with yours truly i hope you all are doing exceptional well on this uh magnificent monday hope your week has gotten gone off into a great start and as everyone is coming in live i want to make sure i address the other two audiences those who's watching me for the very first time i want to say thank you so much for watching me here online i hope um that as you watch this video and you have gained some insight and you like, yo, I like this guy's vibe, I want to subscribe, feel free to do so. Make sure you hit that bell so you can always be a part or be at least updated for whenever these live Q&As come so that you can be a part of that community as well. Uh, but for those who's been watching me for a long time, whether you've been watching on YouTube or you've been listening for a long time, I want to say thank you all so much for your love and for your support. And I pray that God continues to use me to help you all grow holistically for God's optimism. Let me get to the live feed because the people's already in here. So as everyone's coming, let me know what city, what state you're watching from. Also, get your questions ready. I'm going to do this for a little bit. Then I'm going to hop on Instagram. I'm thinking about doing an Instagram live and all that good stuff. So I'm I'm back into the night shift. My nephew's season is about over with basketball, so I got home a little early. So I'll be doing a lot of night shift videos. And so i'm excited about getting back to these but let's see who's here pink i hey coach been a while i know man coach had a stomach valve. I was. i had food poison last week i ain't did no video since last monday man my stomach was betrayed you know that's my stomach by far is probably one of my best friends my stomach was was there with me and through thick and thin man and and definitely through thick and thin that day with food poisoning, but God, but god <laughs> I got through it. And so now I'm back in rhythm. Coach is feeling good. So I'm glad to be back. Anique Charles says, Hey coach, Miami in the building. thank you for watching. Uh let's see here. Uh Lynn, thank you for watching. Hey coach, what's going on, Queen M? uh nikki let me move this mouse because his mouse is getting in my way all right nikki what's going on hey charlene how you doing oh where y'all at Hold on, give me... hey charlene how you doing hey coach from new york thank you for watching i need help with focusing i got you what's your question let me know what's up hey coach josh what's up rose purple we need a good night coach good night to you too uh and nick charles says i live i live with very controlling and toxic parents is it okay to move out and get my own place as a christian great question well you also gotta you gotta ask yourself or gauge your engagement with your your family members in their home based upon really based upon how bad it really is, right? You always got to make sure you really assess and ask yourself, is it really that bad? Now, if it's extremely bad and it's abusive and you like, yo fam, it's it's getting too toxic, it's affecting my mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health, and I just feel like I'm not my best self, and and it's really toxic, then that's when you go to God and say, God, I believe in your word. You say that you will make my crooked path straight, and God will do so. Uh, but if they're controlling your life and you're a grown adult, that kind of comes with the territory. Parents don't, some parents don't know how to parent in stages. And so parents still parent uh, adults as if they're eight or nine year olds, even if that person is acting grown, sometimes it's hard for parents to evolve. I've seen it working in elementary schools. I've seen it even working at the high school that sometimes parents have a hard time evolving, right? And so since parents have a hard time evolving, sometimes those controlling and and to some degree manipulative tactics are still heavy and it really causes you not to live there. But like I said before, you have to gauge it based upon how bad is it really? Is it just annoying or is it really abusive? If it's annoying, then God is not going to really budge you out of there because he could be hiding you there. He could be placing you there for this particular season. He may be using you as a light or a beacon of long suffering to be able to help the suffering that your parents might be going through. So always funnel everything through the Holy Spirit to see what's the reason for this season? And if the reason for this season is for you uh, not to commit (laughs) any type of hasty, hasty decisions and get up out of there, uh, then he may have you there for a particular reason. Now, if it's abusive, if it's getting to a place where it's toxic, that's when you go before your father and you walk by faith in the direction of your own place and see what God does from there. But uh, but at the end of the day, you're an adult. You can move out if you want to, but I always want to preference anything that I advise anyone is that you channel it through the Holy Spirit and see what he wants you to do. Because sometimes we, uh, we move at the moment of discomfort versus understanding that we don't grow in comfort zones. comfort zones, we grow in challenge zones. So I will take a little time to spend some time with the Holy Spirit and see what he says about it. Uh, maybe this week uh, ask Holy Spirit, what should I uh, uh, um, turn away from? Uh, uh, what should I do to really just hear from you? And maybe cut off social media for a little bit, cut off anything that may be a distraction. But while you're in their house, do your best to make sure you always walk in, um, in honor Make sure you always walk in love and And make sure that you're always kind. Never be blind to kindness or the opportunity to be kind. Never be, never allow yourself to be blind to the opportunities to be kind. Because sometimes the if frustration is going back and forth, and someone is not spiritually mature to actually be empathetic enough to see what it's like to be in their shoes and walk in, take an initiative with your kindness and take an initiative in your walk in love. You'll be surprised how much of that toxic issues can subside. I hope that helped. Detroit in the building. Thank you. Thank you for watching. San Diego, California in the building. Thank you for watching. Brooklyn in the chat. Thank you for watching. Good evening. Uh, uh from Detroit, Michigan. Thank you for watching. Hey, oh, here we go. Hold on. Let me scroll up. Hey, coach, Atlanta in the building. Thank you for watching. Pink October, Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, you in my hood. I'm from Charlotte. Miss, well, I live in Charlotte. Miss Uh let me. See. Okay, now I can't really, I can't really see these. I'm on my other computer. Miss Um <clears throat> Bayonne says, Bayonne, hope I didn't say anything wrong. How do you move on from relationship breakup with the man that God has confirmed that God has confirmed our relationship various times throughout various people? I've had demonic dreams of his family threatening me. Well, this is what you do, my, my friend. Um, you have to uh, assess... Your level of spiritual maturity, because I have been guilty of saying that someone was the one for me and it wasn't. I have been in situations where people were saying that this individual was the one for me, et cetera, in college, but I didn't marry that person. So you always got to assess your spiritual maturity to see where you at. And you got to make sure you're honest with yourself and also audit the other individuals. Are these other married people and you being single, they want you to upgrade yourself to be a part of their community so they plant subliminal seeds to try to escalate your, accelerate your process so that you could be at their level, so that you could be a part of their couple's community. So you got to always assess everything, right? And so what I will say is anything that is from God. Let it go. And if it is from God, it will come back. So what I would do is, if y'all broke, first off, there's a reason why y'all broke up. There is a reason why you broke up. So what I would do is I would assess that reason for that breakup, and I would take this time in being broken apart from each other to make sure that you are uh, that you are fully attached to God and knowing exactly what He has for you to do now in this season. Right. So how do you move on from relationship your breakup with the man that God has confirmed our relationship? You move on. You move with God. Moving on. It, it, we shouldn't talk about moving on. We should be talking about moving with. We're moving with God. I'm not moving on to another uh, adventure. I'm not moving on to another person. Moving on gives the implication I'm moving on to something else. No, the goal as believers is not that, that, that we're moving on. Which is to moving with is is kind of like that. But we go a little bit deeper. I'm gonna now choose to go with God. And if it is of God and I'm walking with God, then what is of God will meet me in God's timing for me to be with that person, right? So how you move on, you move on. Let's talk about something practically. First off, you got to forgive yourself. Forgive yourself in what in, in what avenue that you contributed to that, that breakup. Forgive that individual. And the Bible says you got to forgive 70 times seven. That means 490 times a day. Now, John. How would how would I be in a situation where I have to forgive 400 times a day? Every time that man mind. Every time that man comes to your mind, every time that situation comes to your mind, every time that, and how you contributed to the situation comes to mind, you forgive yourself. You forgive that person in light of God's forgiveness towards you because forgiveness is giving you the opportunity to go forward. Also how you move on or you move with God is it's getting into your word. It's making, uh, making more time with God, finding out what is the reason for this season between, between you and God. So that as you are being productive in the presence of God, as you are being productive, in walking with the person of God, then that person becomes a distant memory and that idolatrous connection and could be soul tie will be severed because you're now moving with someone that's greater than the person that you're moving from. All right, And that's where you take the time to get to know God's attributes, get to know him in a deeper way, fellowship with him, vent and process your wounds, get a notebook or however you like to vent, grab some type of, of, of physical hobby where you can go, maybe go punch some bags or something or go run or find a, a, a cardio group or whatever. That's what happens there. Now, if God's if God is in it, if God did confirm it, then, then you shouldn't be worried. But I tell you, time will always prove if God truly said. Sometimes what we think God said, God never said, and that thing was meant to be dead towards us. But because we are spiritually immature at times and because we become overly infatuated, we find ourselves in a situation where we start comparing goosebumps to God. And we think that every time we feel goosebumps, we think it's God confirming someone when it could be indigestion or it could be infatuation. So, you also said, I've had demonic dreams of his family threatening me. It is what it is. When you move with God, all of those stuff begin to fade away. So, make sure you forgive yourself. Make sure you forgive him. Make sure you move with God and make in time with God so you can find out what God wants you to do in this season. And you got to let it go because if it is of God, it will make its way back to you. So, I hope that answers your question. But right now, I'm going to take a break. I will say a commercial break, but I want to open up an opportunity. A lot of you all have been talking about how can I um, um, get some coaching as I go forward, as my family and my wife and I are, are, are moving in our particular goals, my um, opportunity for coaching is not going to be that accessible. And so I have created a Patreon page for individuals to find some level of connection towards coaching. So there's multiple ways that you can be a part. There's an $8 uh, marker of uh, the first three, Marcus 8, 25, and 35. You have access to all Patreon uh, um, uh, resources. You have access to post message, early access to content, private community, digital, all that good stuff. And we have a one-on-one, not one-on-one, but we have a Zoom call. Looks like we're going to be having a Zoom call every Thursday. So you can be a part of that Zoom call and you can really ask me questions ask me questions in regards to your purpose. This Patreon is for doers only. People who want to really take their God-given ideas to the next level. Those who want to discover, distri- develop and distribute their God-given uh, art form, this Patreon's for you. I'm going to coach. A lot of my attention is going to be here because I have a passion for purpose. And so if this... uh excites you, if there's something that you like, hey, Josh, I feel stuck. I don't know how to start. Um, I have started, but I'm not having success. And I want to go every week or every other week, depending on how my family and everything goes, you're going to get a Zoom call from me. You're going to get a four-doers-only exclusive podcast from me Um, that's only going to be available on the Patreon community. And also for those who want the higher tiers, like the $50 tier, you'll actually get merch from me. Um, Those who want the 125 tier, those are the people who can get that one-on-one hour and so coaching with me where you get all the coaching resources and tools. But... Those at any of these markets are going to get some level of coaching. It may not, but at least with the Zoom calls, you'll be able to get that exclusive, like I'm on a screen, you're on a screen, and you're going to get that culture from me. So if you feel like this is going to help you get your God-given idea or God-given dream out of your brain into your uh, life, then come check me out here with this Patreon. I'm excited about it because uh, it's going to give everyone access to some level of coaching, no matter your budget. So I hope that's beneficial. And so let's get to the next question. Charlene Nora says, uh, God told me to quit my job and pursue something else that I believe I can use my gift. Please help with next steps. Also, my current job has been giving me mad anxiety for about a year. Now, <clears throat> like I told the young lady above you, make sure you assess your spiritual maturity and you really assess uh, um the wisdom required to properly walk away and walk into something else without any hiccups now anything that God tells you to do is going to be smooth. Anything that God tells you to do may be a little rocky, but the plane will land. Uh, There won't be no uh, missing money. There won't be no missing opportunities. Everything will just flow, right? So I do believe, I'm not assuming that you're not spiritual mature. I'm just saying always, every day I'm assessing my spiritual maturity. Every day I walk into some level of self-awareness. Every day I assess that's what, help, that's what helps great be great. The greats to be great and people of excellence to be excellent. You always self-assess. So always because it's best to double and triple check than to go off the first check that you have in your heart. And, and, but but if your relationship with God and y'all got a rhythm and y'all flowing, y'all know where he wants you to go, then cool. Rock out with him. Now, let me help you with some next steps, right? Um, please help me with next steps. First off, you got to make sure uh, um, that you're not uh, bitter towards leaving that place. You never want to leave bitter because no matter where you go, that bitterness will make what what is next that is best or better. It will also turn that into bitterness. So you got to make sure right now you eliminate any toxicity against any person there. God will never have you leave a place wrong to start a new thing right. God will never have you leave something wrong to start a new thing right. God's going to always make sure you do the right thing to make sure you are in right standing. Even if they're toxic, even if they're mad at you, you still leave the right way, right? So make sure you clear your heart, write coworkers down, write people down and forgive them, let them go, vent, release that toxicity so that you can move to that next place completely freed from any type of unforgiveness, completely freed from anything that may keep you from walking in freedom. In your next place, right? So next steps, you also got to make sure you assess the finances. Make sure now don't get me wrong, there are some things you got to do by faith, but you also got to make sure um that that you're not putting yourself in position to be in the streets, right? So what I would do is after you assess, <clears throat> um, make sure that you're in a place where you're not going to be financially messed up and financially um in a bind, right? So the next also the next steps is is that make sure um um you quit at the right time, quit at the right time and sometimes the best way to quit is to make sure you have something next that's legit. Before you quit, find something 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 legit legit. Financially, that's going to help you not be on the streets. That's my top things, my top of the dome. Before you quit a job, uh, make sure you do right. Make sure you don't burn no bridge because you never know if you have to cross that bridge again. That's why you got to forgive everyone. Leave properly. Leave in two weeks. Don't leave all talking about, yeah, I'm out of here, y'all, whatever, whatever. You leave peaceably because you never know when you have to cross that bridge again. Also, my current job has been giving me mad anxiety for about a year. Um, So what I would do there is make sure that God is the reason why you're leaving, not the anxiety, because sometimes we can try to put God's stamp on on something that's just uncomfortable. Right. So the real question is, you got to look at your heart bare and say, is this is this Abba or is this anxiety? Is this Abba Father or is this anxiety? If the real reason why I'm leaving is anxiety and not Abba Father, then I could be leaving a place that the Father could be using to make you a better daughter, to make you a better woman, etc., etc., etc. So make sure that you're leaving because the because God says so, and not because the situation that you're in is growing uh, anxiety in your life. Hope that helped. <clears throat> uh while okay, while we're together, let me say, Miss. Uh, all oh, y'all together. Oh, so y'all, you moving on from relationship. Uh, uh, sometimes you got to distance yourself also, Miss Beyond. You got to yourself. Sometimes you, it's one thing I noticed is the one who causes the wound cannot be the doctor to heal it. Mm. The one who caused the wound cannot be the doctor who heals it. So sometimes if there's been any type of issue in y'all's relationship that's causing whatever, whatever, sometimes you got to be like, you know what? I'm just going to take some time away. From him and them to be with him. Sometimes you gotta move away from him and them to be with him. As simple as that, my friend. Hope the hell. Carrie, what's going on? What's up, coach? Where you like? Were you nice? I'm still nice and ball. It ain't no was nice or were nice. I'm still nice, fam. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. And that's why I can't wait to this this thing is I, mean, I want to hoop with some of my some of my followers. So I want to hoop with against some of my subscribers, man. You can ask, ask about me, fam. Now, all talk, man. My game is nice. <clears throat> Especially when I'm in shape. My game is my game is smooth, got a little post-up action, got a little mid jumper. My step back three is dangerous. You know, but the best skill that I have is my passing. My passing is top notch, man. My IQ of the game—I have a high. I'm, I have a high intelligence. I have high IQ and high EQ. That's just that's just based upon what tests I've taken. So my I can read things. It kind of boils down to my spirit of discernment. I can I can read a pass. I can read a play three moves ahead, set up. I was just I'm just very gifted at that. So I'm still nice, fam. Still can give. I still can give buckets. <laughs> Thank you for asking, fam. Ebony says, "Moving to Charlotte from Jacksonville, Florida, can you recommend a great church?" Well, the church I go to is a great church, Victor Christian Center. Uh, Pastor Goo, Miss Goo, it's a great church. There's a lot of great churches in our city, but that's the church that 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 that's. I'm telling you, man. Just I've been there since I was 11 years old. Um, it's a great church, man. You, you're going to get the word. You're going to grow. You're going to be challenged. You're going to be <clears throat> taught. Great church. Other churches, I'm not quite sure. Um, and I don't want to give my opinions on certain churches in my city, but, um, be led by the spirit of God. I believe that you, I believe that, you know, God, I believe everyone in here truly desires to know God. So get to get uh, figure out what he wants you to do, my friend and, um, go from there. But, uh, my church, Victor Chris Center is the church I go to love it. Uh, um, and, and I, and I serve there and it's a great, it's a great place to be. So that's the church that I would recommend in Charlotte. Other churches I'm not quite sure about, um, and I don't want to lead you astray. Uh, let's keep going. But you know who won't lead you astray? Because God may not want you at my church. God might not want you at victory. He might want you somewhere else. So and I'm not saying my church is the only good church in Charlotte. Nah, I'm just not familiar with other churches in the area. The truest cham says, God bless you, coach. What can one do to build a legacy of wealth for the next generation? I'm carrying my family's name. I feel you, fam. God bless you, coach. God bless you too. What can one do to build a legacy of wealth for the next generation? Well, it starts with the brain. It starts with the mind. The Bible says a good man lays an inheritance for his children's children. The goal is not just wealth in the form of money. You want to pass down wealth in the form of mindset. Money is more money without a good mindset is actual uh, is actually dangerous. You want to make sure that you and your family are it, are incorporating financial literacy, teaching teaching the importance of wealth, teaching the importance of building credit. Uh, uh, you can have all the money in the world you want, but if you don't have good credit, man, you see what I'm saying? You want to make sure you learn and understand how to spend other people's money and save your money and, and kind of navigate that way, invest in land, invest in God's plans, and then you will have those things transferred generations. I'm <laughs> just I had to put a little chance. So what I'm saying is, is how do you build a legacy of wealth for the next generation? You first, first focus on the mind mindset. don't don't let the money flow until you allow the mindset to be uh, f- have a strong foundation. So that is uh, studying your best about financial literacy so that you can have it in your life. It's one is one thing to teach financial literacy, but it's another thing to live financial literacy, right? So you can teach financial literacy, you can teach money all day, but if the kids look at your life and see that it's not evident in your life, then how are they going to really apply that in theirs? That people people continue to farm lands where they know the fruit is. So if they see fruit in your life, they'll farm that land. They'll be like, no, I'm going to follow that plan because that land, that plan right there, I see it manifested in my father's father's life and my father's life and now in my life. And I'm going to make sure it's in my children's life because when they taste and see that the fruit is there, And following the the, the pillars of financial literacy, then you now have built the mindset that can manage wealth. So, if a person who has a wealth mind lose, if a millionaire lose a million dollars, but they have a million dollar mind, that million dollar mind will make another million dollars. But if someone that's why you see people who make who win a lottery, they win a lottery and they lose the lottery. It's because they didn't have a money mind. They had a bunch of they, they were rich, but they weren't wealthy. See, wealth and rich is two totally different things. Rich people show wealthy people sow. And what I mean by that, wealthy people know that I can't just hold on to this and apply it to me. I gotta sow this into different areas so that it can grow. Rich people, that's why most wealthy people, kids be asking me all the time, you know, why you drive that and why you do that. I'm like, why, why? I don't, I don't, I'm not planning to be rich, I'm planning to be wealthy. I don't got time. Wealthy is stealthy. You got to be stealthy to be wealthy. You can't just be showing your money. So there's different pillars of financial literacy that's very important that you ensure that you build in the youth's mind so they don't get caught up in comparisons. See, I I, I didn't. So I I teach kids now. Forget the Jordans. Don't buy you a pair of Jordans. Don't buy you a pair of Jordans. Don't. I said buy a business. Buy. And buy—I won't say buy someone else's business, but uh, uh, open up your own business. Open up different revenue streams, and then allow the—and then then allow the um, the fruits of those different things to 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 to, to read the fruits of that to purchase luxuries. But you don't purchase luxuries off your first few streams. You live without luxuries. Build yourself to a place of 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 wealth. And then even when you get that much money, you're not going to want to show it. So that's just up top of things, top of the dome. But you want to make sure you build a family that is uh, that has a wealth mind. You see what I'm saying? Uh, and Versus uh, uh, looking for money, if that makes sense. Hope to help. Pink, I told you, I struggle with staying focused. What can I do? Well, you got to first analyze the fruit beyond what you, what you need to be focused on. So if you need to be focused on your weight, you gotta look at the fruit and you gotta look at the absence of fruit of that thing. So if you look at that path, you're like, yo, I need to lose weight, I need to do this, I need to do that, right? And I gotta make sure I visualize and embrace the fruit of that thing so I can actually have that thing and and, and it won't be flung from my life, right? So staying focused all about your desired outcomes. Your why has to be bigger than your what. See your why has to be bigger than your what. Why must you? So that you can overcome and avoid and walk past the what the the guy, the girl, the money, the food, the, the snacks. You can get past that if your why is bigger, if your why is fat, right? And so you have to establish your why, why must you? Not why should you should is not really a strong word, must is a strong word, and, and must is a strong, you know, strong smell, but it's a strong word as well why must I do this see the reason why i must do certain things because i embody the generational wealth thing I want the iess to be a name that 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 that's powerful that's a staple in the community and your must has to be your why must be your why must be bigger than what's in front of you so if you're struggling at you ask yourself why what are what is contributed to my struggle um and it's lack of focus boils down to a lack of discipline you can't, you cannot, you will never achieve your destiny through desire alone. You achieve destiny through devotion, desire, and discipline. Devotion to God builds your desire. Then you start delighting yourself in the Lord, and then the desires of your heart will be met. And then when you see the fruit of your desired needs met, then the, then the, coupled with discipline, then you will, you will be hooked. You'll be hooked on it. So those kind of things, go to my um, YouTube channel, type in Focus and Joshua Eze, and you'll be able to find some other videos I did on Focus. I got three more minutes and I'm going to hop on uh, Instagram and I got to do a little workout and I'm going to bed. Simply, hello, coach, what's going on? Is dating a sin? Um, Anytime you set a date to do anything without God in the midst, without God leading or or whatever like that, it, it could lead to a sin. Um, there's, the Bible says, lay every, lay aside every weight and sin. So not everything you do is a sin. Some things are just weights. Things are just too heavy. So can a relationship be a sin? No, a relationship in and of itself may not be a sin, but what you do in a relationship might become a sin, right? So what I mean by that is... A relationship could just be an experience, a learning tool that God could use, but God never uh, initiated for you to use. But it's what you do in that that becomes sin. Right. But you have to make sure um, that your first relationship is intact. So dating without a plan leads to sin. And to some degree could be a sin when you blatantly are going against what God told you. Right. So what I would do is you got to do everything with a purpose. You got to do everything with a purpose. You got to do everything with a purpose. And a date is a time of day where I do something before you date before you are dateable. You got to make sure you're dating God and dating yourself. Now, why must you date God? Because when you set a time and a day and a date where you spend time with God, we're not talking about lighting up candles with God. We ain't getting spooky and weird here. We're talking about setting the time, a date, a time and a day where you spend time with God in dialogue, not monologue, because most of our relationship is monolithic, not monolithic, but monologic it, right it's just us talking to God and we walking away it must be dialogue you have to understand that God is a person you got to engage with him you got to feel a little bit of his burden on his heart towards what you have to do in your and, and what he wants in your life so that you can have some kind of commonality and connection and be able to vibe with the Holy Spirit so that you can grow more into the image of Jesus and then as you date God and get to know him then you start dating yourself dating yourself is this time of the day I'm going to the gym I'm dating I'm taking myself out on a date where are you going to the Gym, I'm taking myself out on a date. Where are you going? I'm going to go pray. I'm taking myself out on a date. Where are you going? I'm going on, I'm going and serving my community. I'm dating myself. I'm, I'm what you doing? No, I'm going home. I'm going to work on me. I'm because you got to understand you're your greatest project before you are a dateable. And and, and and God opens the door for you to date a person continuously. You got to date him and date yourself so that you actually know what it's like to date someone else. How can you be good to someone else if you know use to God and you're not good to yourself? So if those two pieces are missing, you're going to find yourself dating in sin. I love you all. It's 30 minutes. I hope this was a blessing to you. Make sure you go out and check out the Patreon and 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 find out where you could connect with me and so we can get get y'all's purposes off the ground so we can really work for God and get things done. That's my goal here so I'm going to give a lot of attention to this because I really want that's that's if if you really want to know what I love to do, my greatest joy is seeing people discover it. Right now I got 5 or 7 students at my high school I've only been working there for like 3 or oh, five months or so, and we've already—they already started. I got a young man started his own brand. I got a young lady started her own YouTube channel. I got a young lady who started her own uh, media company. You see what I'm saying? Like, like that's what I do. That's my purpose. I I get people into a place of growing holistically, so they can be usefully, use optimally, opti- You know what I'm trying to say? Help people grow holistically for God's optimum use so they can really produce at a high level. Because God said greater works than we're supposed to be doing. He said, don't be hearers of the word and not doers only, deceiving yourself. So let's get out here and do in 2021, even in the midst of a pandemic. So I hope you see something here that benefits you. I would love to have you join me Thursday. This Thursday, Lord willing, we're going to be doing our uh, Zoom call. So make sure you check it out. I think that's it. Books and card games are on my website. Uh, let me make sure I find those. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, books and card games. My latest book, uh, uh, "Counterfeit Account." This is a great book for people, man. Probably one of the top books I've ever written. It's helping you continuously discern the will of God in the area of your life. What areas in your life are you confused about? You have to understand God's not the author of confusion. God's the author of clarity. God, God's will is is he desires for you to know his will. It is possible to know your purpose. It's possible to know the will of God, but God gives in the scriptures ways that we can discern His will so that we can give him the driver and will of our lives and flow with him. So those book that book's also available. Here's a picture of all my books, The purpose of singleness is a book. That's my, probably my number one seller, helping people understand the purpose of their singleness. This book right here is on soul ties, the purpose of freedom, how to untie soul ties and uproot strongholds. This book called Dating Prep also got a card game that you can purchase separately on. A lot of other books, books on spiritual warfare, all that stuff's available on the website. I love y'all. I hope y'all learned something from this. Uh, make sure you share, uh, subscribe, all that good stuff. I see you on the other side. Well, not yet. We still got work to do. Let's get to it. See y'all next time. Peace.